Hello all, my name is Captain Cat 17 Cat for short, and I welcome you to Not an Actor. Join me in learning stage voice and camera acting, though keep in mind I'm not a professional actor, hence the name of the podcast. And today we're doing something a little different from anything we've done before, and I actually really hope this video... video? This is not video. This is what happens when I don't script things. I really hope this episode goes well, because... Is going to be really valuable to voice actors and basically what we're doing because i should probably tell you eventually is we're going to listen to various clips from voice actors with different flaws and if casting directors point out the flaws and the strong points and give advice and let us know whether or not they'd cast the person we listen to but who are our casting directors first up we have bean hello um i'm bean i run a online voice acting community called voice acting cafe where we do comic dubs and just give advice to voice actors who are just starting out um yeah that's me (laughs) daniel yes my name is daniel davidson i'm a currently an amateur voice actor i do animation projects as well primarily stop motion although i do dabble in cgi computer generated imagery as well um, trying to get into the video, audio, and industry as it is, since I have a, I do have a degree in broadcasting production technology, but right now I just do stop motion and voice acting on the side as sort of a hobby at the moment, with the end goal of owning my own business, and that's sort of me in a nutshell. Anima. Yeah, uh, my name is Anne Macron. I am an aspiring voice actor and musician. Uh, I run a uh, I run my own channel called Anne Macron on YouTube, where I do several kinds of things, just general like gaming, or filmmaking, or uh, in this case, a new series of mine, uh, a new audio drama called uh, Dead Man's Journey, um, and I also voice act for several comic dub channels uh, like Malleable Timeline and uh, yeah. Awesome. And then there's also me. I'm not a professional casting director, but I have done various projects in the past like comic dubs, GTA machinimas, and I was a casting director when it came to this episode. There was actually a casting call for this episode. I'll put it in the podcast description in case you want to check it out and see how this episode was kind of made also i just gotta say on my part that intro was horrible (laughs) all right it's it's fine (laughs) it got there eventually so that's fine yes improv takes practice which to me when you script things unless you know how to deliver a scripted intro properly you run the risk of sounding like you're reading copy versus actually delivering something off the cuff and making it sound natural yeah exactly yeah, but scripting helps me. <laughs> well, actually, actually, it may not necessarily be actually scripting something as much as jotting down key points or notes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do that like, a lot for all my podcast episodes. I write down things I want to mention and just stuff like that. So I remember, because I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're uh, the best of the best means to take notes sometimes, so. Yeah, we all we all have epic fails at times. Exactly. Oh yeah, no one is perfect. <laughs> Everyone is has many flaws. <laughs> anyway, we will be listening to five voice actors perform around three minutes of monologue split up. But first, we're going to listen to just smaller snippets of 
performances from the same monologues, different people, different timing. Because I like these ones, but I didn't think they were perfect for the role, like um, the full three minute slot. So we're going to listen to the small ones first and then, you know, work up to the bigger ones. Right. So if everyone finds your way to the Google Drive, mm-hmm. you should be able to see something called Audio One underscore memes and dreams. That sounds great. Yeah, this is our first audio. I want everyone to listen to this and then we'll discuss once everyone has, so. You stayed the same. I evolved. You never changed. The same way we were in our teens is exactly how you remained. It's like you haven't developed to the next chapter. I evolved. I changed. I moved to the next chapter. I'm married. Have a house and work hard. I have commitments. Do you understand? I study them. People. Get a glimpse of their faults. When I see them looking at all the covers of books. Watch their minds turn and... And then it happens. Like a light going on in the dark. And they reach for it. Hold the book in their hands. Feel its texture. The weight, its shape. They might read the back first of the introduction of my favourite. The select few who turn to a random page and start reading. (laughs) Their eyes narrow. And I wait for the most magnificent moment of all. At least I hope for it to occur. That moment when a random stranger starts to bond with a random book, like destiny. So much time invested into that boy. Listen to me. Jacob is a grown man, isn't he? I have dreams. So many dreams of how I wish to be. The more I make the effort to capture those dreams, the more I seem to lose my grasp of it. I sometimes work myself up to the point of excitement, and I'm free, and happy, and live in my own fantasy world of how my relationship can be with my one and only son. And I fool myself into thinking it's real, until the bubble gets popped, and reality sets in, and I'm back where I started. The first thing I want to know on that is the file format. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know if any of you noticed, but it is M4A, which yeah. is normally a format you get with like iPhones or just really compressed like audio mm-hmm. and video. So that that's one thing. I I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend recording in M4A. It just compresses it so much where a lot more things are harder to deal with. I'd say like noise. Or at least Mm -hmm. I think so. I'm not really sure how file compression works. I just know the more compressed, the worse. Yeah. That is is correct. Um, And also from an editing standpoint, you want to work with the largest file format possible, which would be a .wav file. Mm -hmm. Because, of course, when you're going through the process of editing whatever files you have, audio, video, etc., into your composition software, then when you export it, 
of course, it maximizes the output quality because, of course, if you have a low quality file going in, that software is going to naturally compress it again. Mm-hmm. So naturally, you're wanting to have maximum quality on the out on the input side output going to be as high as you can get it with the active compression that's being used. Mm-hmm. Um, I have dealt with .m4a files before, both myself recording that way. Was for a period of time, I didn't have a computer, so I had to rely on my iPhone with GarageBand to export WAV files, or not WAV files, but audio files for animations that I was a voice actor for. And the thing that bugged me is when I would use my mom's computer, since mine was currently broken at the time, Audacity couldn't read an M4A file, so I had to actually convert it to a WAV or MP3 before I could manipulate it. Yeah, yeah that happens for me too. The, the podcast actually saves in M4A, and then I have to convert it to MP3 or WAV to open it in Audacity to make any edits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I'd say from, like, uh, a director's standpoint, um, if we if for, like, for me, for example, if I'm getting, like, a couple of auditions, like, quite a lot of them, if it's in a file format that I'm not able to listen to or that I have to go to the effort to convert, I'm less likely to do it. I'm more likely to just go, well, I can't convert it, so, all right, well, they've clearly, you know not taking the time to put it in a format that I can listen to. And it's going to make it less appealing at the end of that audition. Correct. It, it also takes someone who's tech savvy enough, and I don't mean to mm-hmm. be demeaning to anyone when I say this, but it does take the knowledge that people realize that, like, for instance, uh, this group, we would probably know that a .mp3 file is a smaller compressed version of a WAV file. But a lot of lay people don't necessarily know that. It's kind of like a mechanical engineer could ask me a question that involves building bridges. I wouldn't know the first thing about it. So it all depends on what you're exposed to. And in that case, maybe the person doesn't know what a WM4 or WM4A file is versus a wave, Mm -hmm. or maybe they do know. And it's the only way they can do it. And either they were just a little lazy in how they submitted the file as they mm-hmm. didn't understand it. I mean, there could be multiple factors in play. Now, of course, like with casting calls, I noticed Kat did it with one of hers, is if you request, hey, please submit, say, your, um, what am I thinking of? Like your Discord tag, please put that in your submission. And if they don't do it, that's a blatant, a situation of they didn't read the cast and call project description and when you do that well there's really no excuse for that that's a viable yeah, excuse it just so shows to me sorry go on. Okay. no no you're fine to your point like what you're going to say it's because people aren't taking the care of not paying attention mm-hmm. yeah so to me that's where i would kind of compare the difference between the two mm-hmm. okay and what about the acting um okay so personally i'd say I don't know, obviously it's just a monologue and I don't know too much about the character, but from what they were saying, it seemed kind of, I I don't know, the way that they were acting seemed a bit cold. It just seemed like it was a bit kind of monotonous, kind of a bit dull. There was very little variation in like the pitch of the voice. Mm. Um, And unless that's the specific character type that someone's going for, then I, I think it just lacks a lot of emotion. Like if this was something someone was submitting, like as a demo reel or just as a general audition, I'd listen to it and think, well, there's no emotion in this. Why have they sent this one in? Um, 
you know, because I have no context for the character and I have no kind of that background. So to me, it just lacked a lot of emotion. Yeah, no, I felt like it was more like a very villainous kind of creepy tone to it for some reason. Like, it, it seems like he... It, it seemed like he was trying to go for more of a villainous kind of tone. It didn't. Uh, I don't know the context of 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 what the uh, like uh, description he had uh, before saying the lines, uh, but like I think maybe he was trying to go for that like no emotion thing. In that case, I feel like um, the way he did it, it felt more like sure there was no emotion to it, but it felt creepy, which said a lot, I, I guess. I, I don't know. <laughs> I I agree with both of the previews, both Bean and Animal, when they mentioned the monotonous part of it. Yes, it did seem very monotonous in the beginning, but I did pick up on a very subtle emotion there. Now, Anima mentioned it as, or described it as being villainous or dark. It yeah. did seem dark to me, and there was a cold feel to it. Mm-hmm. But there was almost a almost could detect a slight quaveriness in his voice as he did the delivery, especially towards the back end of the recording. And so what I was trying to figure out is, was he trying to create a sense of uneasiness or was or was it the kind of quavering that you get when a person is emotional and they're trying to fight back tears is what I was trying to figure out now. Boiling it all down, I don't, based on my interpretation of that copy and the description in the Google Doc, to me, his delivery did not fit mm-hmm. based on that information we're given. Now, of course, like everyone has said, we don't know the full context of this monologue, but based on what we have been provided, I don't think it fit very well. And yeah. also, the unless the character is supposed to be a character that has very little emotion and their delivery is supposed to be monotoned. Monotonous delivery, that's a big no-no in the industry. Like one of the worst mm-hmm. possible things you can do yeah. uh, beyond mispronouncing things. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, I'd rather have someone overact something than underact because at least I know that they can... Mm reach that peak and then they can maybe tone it down a bit rather than having a bottom level and not knowing whether you can build up from that or not i guess like uh like you said daniel the from what we've been given the brief description and the context of what was being said i don't think personally i I don't really get a creepy kind of vibe from this this doesn't this doesn't seem like a villainous monologue this seems like someone who's maybe a bit emotional uh, maybe like you said maybe they are holding back kind of tears but it didn't come across that way um if i wasn't given the brief description i'd think okay this is about emotions this person needs to be emotional and it was it was just lacking again lacking that kind of emotion um yeah yeah well and to me the the especially the first part of it where he's talking to uh let me go back and make sure i'm saying this correctly when he's talking to this billy person and he's talking about the things that he's accomplished Mm -hmm. to me those aren't things that you would be talking about and using that kind of emotion i mean like this with that kind of a tone i would think that you're talking about how you've lost your family and how like you're talking about you've lost literally everything that you've ever had or ever known where in this context he's discussing 
things that he's achieved as his life has progressed into adulthood. To me, you would see those as, as good things to be excited about, mm -hmm. not something to look backwards and be like, I wish I didn't have these things. Unless you're the kind of person that they wanted to stay in their childhood activities and they didn't want to grow up. That, that would be the only way that I could spin that or anyone could spin that for that matter and sort of get that the person's sad or saddened by their mm -hmm. current situation in looking back on where they came from. See, that could work if the entire monologue wasn't about telling this Billy character that they have to move on, like mm -hmm. our our character entitled Memes and Dreams here did. I think mm. that um I think that just looking at the the document as well, um I I guess the kind of vibe I'm getting from it is that he's like like you said, you know, he's talking about his life, he's talking about the things he's achieved, he's talking about how, you know, he's he's you know, he's not a teenager anymore. He's grown up and he's trying to act mature. That there's no kind of punctuation in this that insinuates he's angry, so there's no like exclamation marks or capitals. So I guess it it's not so much on the over the top side, but there's nothing that kind of suggests it's very monotonous and lacking either like ellipses or anything like that. I think he's just very matter of fact about it. I think he's saying, look, I'm not a kid anymore. And he's just saying it, but you know, I feel like there is a bit of a bite to it, you know, because he's, he's trying to say like, yeah, look, look at me, look at what I've done. Look at all these great things I've achieved. And you still think I'm a kid. Like, there's going to be a bit of bite to that, and I, th I just think he didn't really achieve that in the, the monologue. Well, and to Bean's point, it, there would almost be a sense of not full-on he's offended by it, but kind of almost sort of miffed, like, really? I'm doing all these grown-up, mature things, mm -hmm. and you're, you're questioning about this whole thing. Like, is it not obvious yeah. I'm a grown-up now. I don't have interest in those things. So why are you even discussing it? Exactly. exactly. Like, wanting, wanting to ask the question is, what are, what are you thinking? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... Uh, like, uh, wait, was he... Uh, was, was the guy writing... Uh, no, uh, reading um, the number three monologue about the book stuff? If I heard correctly. It was talking about books, right? He started out doing number four. He started doing number four, and then he moved on oh. to number three. So. Uh... Oh yeah, I wanted to comment a little bit on number three, in which, mm -hmm. like, like, because in this monologue, number three is when he talks about books. It's like, uh, the main text. It, it, it sounds like, um, they're they're really happy. They're they're, they're so they're so enthusiastic about books, right? Mm -hmm. And they're really happy, while the one who's uh, voicing. For the monologue seems more creepy like so so it gives like the whole monologue a completely different uh 180 turn in which like oh they don't they don't think of it very cutely and really um wholesomely they think of it really creepily and uh ha have probably some very gruesome thoughts or it just sounds like a serial killer in my in my head mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah with, well with three i think it is a lot more of that that creepy um feeling than with four because mm. of all the pauses, all the the texture of the books, it seems like something you would either have to be really passionate about, mm -hmm. either in a like a wholesome oh my god I love books way, or uh, mm. there is some sort of devious motive here. Yeah. 
Well, with selection number three, I could see, especially with the ellipsis and the positions they are, I could see the a more proper delivery being one of almost mystery because mm -hmm. you are sort of talking about books as not just a tangible item that you're you're reading and you're consuming what's in the text, but also that you allow your creative mind to take what's in that book. And not only are you reading the book, but you're actually in the environment that the book is laying out that the author has created. So it's sort of that mystical vibe of you're not just reading the book, you're part of the story that's mm -hmm. happening in the book. So it's kind of like a lot of these really nice novels and chapter books that they don't have illustrations to them, where it forces you sort of like, take J.R.R. Tolkien, for instance, how highly descriptive he was, even about trees and the environment in his Lord of the Rings trilogy, it really allowed the person, maybe not too much creative license, but it really made a vivid picture in their mind. And it almost could easily place them in the situation that the characters were in at whatever point in time they were reading. So I really think, I really see that mystical vibe coming through in a delivery on this and mm -hmm. even just the language that's being used, like, and there it is captured. I cherish it. They look up at me and ask the most exciting question. How much? And deep down, I already know I can give them any silly price. It won't matter because their minds are already made up. Ain't that love? And perhaps my delivery there wasn't exactly spot on, but I was trying to give that vibe yeah. in the delivery. Yeah, I feel like I, I feel like you look at this kind of this monologue and I don't look at it and think instantly, okay, this character needs to have a creepy sound to them. They're talking about something they're passionate about, something they love, mm. you know? Maybe they'd be excited to talk about it. Um, you know, they'd be, all the ellipses indicate that maybe like they're talking about it and they trail off, you know, they start talking and then they have to pull themselves back because they just love this so much. They can go on mm. about it. The fact that the whole monologue is about just books and how much they love them indicates that, you know, it, it needs to be passionate. And I feel like, the whole there was nothing in it strictly that indicates it should be creepy also i think that there wasn't much contrast between as we've already like discovered that there was monologue four and monologue three in there there wasn't that much contrast between the two yeah there and was think, there was no pause there was no break. yeah yeah there was no like pause to indicate there was two different ones there was no there wasn't too much change in tone or change in voice there wasn't anything to indicate that these were two different things you know it took us mm. like a couple of minutes to go oh yeah it was two different monologues um so i think that indication needs to be clearer um not just in maybe leaving a pause but in the voices themselves um yeah well and even if it was sort of like a slate not necessarily that he introduced himself but maybe he gave the title to whatever he was reading and even the author yeah. of the text that he was reading but yes exactly I at first didn't realize that he, it wasn't until I was looking at the document and I realized the text didn't keep going. And I was like, okay, we're, what, what happened here? What, where did he switch to? And yeah, so I'm literally yeah. scrolling through the document feverishly trying to figure out where is he? <laughs> um, but yes, I, I mean, off the bat, especially without him changing it, I'm immediately thinking this had to be one of the entries for the non-emotional actor is what I'm immediately thinking. 
Correct. It was. At least because, I, if I remember correctly, it was. Because even though they're even though we are picking up a slight emotion, it's still so monotone that unless you're just pretty darn good sounding monotone, you're going to give some sort of weird emotion. Mm-hmm. Which I noticed that the emotion seemed to get stronger the longer he delivered, which also nothing against him at all, shows how if you're not careful, your voice can sort of quote unquote unwind. Where even if you're doing like a character, a voice, or impression, you can start to lose it if you're not very deliberate in your delivery. So I'm wondering if he started loosening up, maybe? I'm not sure. Yeah. I feel like, um, to me, it kind of seemed that he maybe didn't give it a read over. So maybe, you know, usually you read something over before and go, okay, I've read through this. It seemed like he just read it for the first time. And as he started to read it more, he got into that character and maybe you know showed a bit more emotion but it was the ending of that monologue at the beginning were very kind of different um maybe not so distinctly different but there was definitely a difference in it um and i feel like if you're going to be monotonous you need to stick with that the whole way through if you're going to have emotion you need to stick with that it's it's not doing many favors by switching them up Hmm. i also noticed that uh i think sometimes um there were some sort of like subtle uh, stuttered pop in which he kind of it seemed like he was um, it, it was slightly confused of what it read or um, he didn't read something properly um, so he almost kind of broke out uh, of the uh, sort of pattern or the rhythm um, mm-hmm. in which uh, I think um, if I ever did that I'm a very perfectionist person so if I ever did that in a recording I would just stop the whole thing and try over again because um because I want to, I want to show um, that I can read the lines uh, through the whole through the whole thing without any pause, or at least with natural pauses, uh, and not just like stopping a little bit almost and very unnaturally stop. So, mm-hmm. when people stop or they like leave errors in recordings, it kind of gives the impression that they've not listened back to it, but also that they don't really care too much yeah. about how it sounds to the director. You know, they're just like, okay, well, I've just recorded it all. I'll send it. You know, if there's mistakes in it, it's like, you, you're not caring about how that sounds to other people, you know, and yeah, it just exactly. seems very kind of lazy. Yeah. And I don't think we would want to have a very lazy voice actor, a part of our cast, you know? Exactly. And, exactly. Yeah. So. So the big question because we've talked about this for around 20 minutes now. <laughs> and this is our short, this is not they even say we can't, so monologues. We can't do that for every single one. Yeah, we need to make sure. Overanalyzing everything. Um if this were your project and you heard this as an audition, would you cast them or not? Uh no. personally, I would not. No. I would not. That's uh, also. I would also like to mention that the volume was really low as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could like. Uh, I don't. I don't. You, you change it in post, but I, I would recommend it uh, rather that they would have it in a normal volume, at a, or a, at least at the recommended volume, uh, instead mm-hmm. of us having to put that gain up because or else, or else it would kind of uh, lower the quality of the audio itself when we get it into post. So. Okay um that also is a no for me so yeah all right now everyone direct yourselves back to the google document mm-hmm. or the document um the drive um and have it should be in order but audio two okay 
Are we doing maniacal Z? Yes. Okay. Uh, let me preview it. Their eyes narrowing away for the most magnificent moment of it all. At least I hope for it to occur. And that the moment, the moment when a random stranger starts to bond with a random book like Destiny, like a pair of soulmates coming together for the first time, and there it is captured, staring at walls in this room, wondering how I could possibly work up the strength to somehow rise past the latest heartbreak. heartbreak. And it's in those moments, moments of complete loss, where I know how much I love our son. I was just waiting to die, but when we met, it was like witnessing how, how can I say? It was, it was, it was, I was, I was deliberately placed in a, in a different storyline and I was transitioning into playing a new character and, 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 and it felt, it felt good. It felt right. And I don't know. It's like, it's like my de destiny. You, you're my destiny. <laughs> Did he breathe that entire thing? Did he breathe? There were no breaths taken. He, he didn't um, at all. Like, how did he do that? First off, this guy has a very nice lung capacity and voice control <laughs> or breath control. This guy is really good at that. Mm -hmm. Now, number two, I was trying to figure out what his emotion here was. He was sort yeah, of exactly. almost semi-psychotic in terms of how he was bouncing around all over the place. It, it mm -hmm. was like, um, it's like the you're the act, the talent and the casting director or the voice coaches, you're asking them questions. They're like, use whatever emotion you want to. And the person's like, Oh, okay. I'll just use every single emotion possible in this tape. <laughs> no, this is not how that works. Exactly. Um, I'm actually still trying to figure out what, what, um, uh, call me stupid <laughs> if you want to, but I'm still trying to figure out which of these monologues he started. At. Um, I, I have no idea which one he, I think he just wrote he a sentence would, he, each of them like it, i have no idea he was delivering it so it was fast. Medieval, a lot of flying soldiers that um was that was started yeah i noticed that did he, he, was, did he finish uh, on that the, one for the little flying soldiers and yeah he, he finished it and then he went to the destiny one and i was like what, the, what, what what's <laughs> going on here like what okay so there's a lot to unpack on this one. There's a lot. We can't okay, spend can, can, another 20 minutes doing it's this. Fine, it's fine. It's fine. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. We'll just talk as fast as he did. It's fine. So <laughs> basically, like, he just didn't breathe firstly. There was no breath in there. Also, was the stammering part of the character? Because he stammered a lot. He made mistakes. He just went, uh, and then, like, he, he just did not have a cohesive flow at all. Um, yeah. I don't know which one he was reading. I think he read about five. Um, the only point I can give this guy is that it's in MP3, which is a format that we can work with, and the quality was kind of okay. The quality was good, like quality-wise, it was nice. But my God, what happened? <laughs> I, I almost get the impression that this guy is actually someone who knows what they're doing, and in an attempt to deliver a bad execution, or to execute a bad delivery, is the way mm. I should have worded that he overcompensated for his natural ability. And that's where, because when he was doing the stammering, I was trying to figure out, is he, un, is he trying to make it sound like he's unsure of what he's reading? Is he trying to come across as a vibe of he's emotional and he's having to force the words out? It was really weird. And then how he was, it was like he was getting to points and he was questioning himself on how he was going to do, to make the delivery, but he was rambling through his, verbal out loud thought mm. process so fast it's like you're you're voicing your reasoning so fast i know your brain is not intaking that 
and processing it quickly enough for you then to output your response time to it. Unless he's got a huge IQ and his brain's a supercomputer. That's the only way possible. <laughs> but what I would like to note here is to Bean's point, it is an MP3 versus an M4A, which was our previous file format. Here's the kicker. So if you look at our previous submission for Means and Dreams, file size is 3.6 oh, megabytes. The file size for Maniacal Z is only 867 kilobytes. Yes. So without doing the actual math, that makes the previous submission over three times the file size of Maniacal's. Now, what's interesting is the quality does sound better. I'm not quite sure how that works now. Also, to keep in mind, Memes and Dreams was over two minutes long. Yeah, the length Maniacal's was 57 seconds. I mean, or actually, no, it was, hang on, no, I think it was 47 seconds. I'm gonna have to get that right. No, I, it was 47 seconds. All 47 of those seconds. <laughs> he just, I, I, I don't know how he did it. He didn't breathe. What a pet peeve of mine is about when it comes to uh, people who send in auditions is when they uh, don't enunciate things properly. And with this case, he, oh my God, he mushed in all of the words together. Like, like at the beginning, <laughs> I ob that of course I obviously didn't know what the fuck he was reading. Like, <laughs> you see, that's like, the thing. Oh my God. When I see, first heard this audio, when I pulled it up, I feel like if I didn't have the script on the other side of my screen, I would not have a clue. What yeah. was Mate, I had the script and I didn't know what was happening. I was like, where is he reading from? I'm yes. looking at the ways on this one now. What's going on? I didn't know what well, was happening. The Bible or something. <laughs> yeah, well, tip tip for anybody who wants to be able to execute a delivery super fast without sound like a chipmunk when you speed it up. This is how you do it. The only problem is you can't enunciate, or enunciate your words. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah. The only way he could have executed that kind of speed delivery and had proper enunciation is it would have sounded like something from Alvin and the Chipmunks, and I would have <laughs> definitely been laughing at that point. Um, oh, but the reason I wasn't laughing is I'm just sitting here listening to it, and I'm like, it's like mush coming through my brain. I feel like my <laughs> I feel like my brain is turning to mush trying to process it. Just the same <laughs> as the words been mushed. <laughs> Yeah, oh it just it just went in one ear and out the other. I was like, "What did he just say?" Like by the time it was over, I was like, "It, it just started." Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like when you're standing on the the train station platform in Japan when one of the bullet trains go past, oh and my it's God, like exactly. it goes past, and you're like, "Wait, it's one of those wait what? What what was that? <laughs> wait, a second. what the hell just happened?" See, to me, it feels like they've pulled up the script and they've read it in their head. But then instead of actually, you know, reading it in their head and being like, okay, this, 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 they've just said ev like everything they're thinking out loud into their microphone <laughs> and sent it in. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like they, they just started pressing record as they were reading to prepare for the for the audition. But like, like, yeah, that's good enough. That's the pre pre preparation of the audition to the audition. <laughs> like, yeah, like, uh, okay. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's that's totally fine. Yeah, but... Good enough. <laughs> Or it's like they were recording it and they had their mic set to push to talk and they weren't sure how long whoever was pushing the button for push to talk was going to keep it down. <laughs> and so they were like, oh, oh, crap, I got to record this really like super fast. Oh, my God. They were in a hurry. They had to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh my God. so pacing. 
Yeah. Um, definitely, Tifa. Oh definitely. How about tone? How was there any actual emotion that you could detect in there? Uh, um, what what emotion did he not exhibit except just being yeah, like, really exactly. angry? <laughs> <laughs> so he had tone, he had emotion, he had inflection. Um, definitely no enunciation, but it, I mean, at that rate of speed, we've already established it's not yeah. possible. It's not physically possible. Um, was it an appealing? If you're trying to go for that psychotic character where you're leaving the audience with what the heck is this person like mentally, where, what are they? Are they stable or not? Yeah, that works. Still that quickly a delivery. I'm not quite sure what you would accomplish other than maybe tricking your YouTube viewers into um, backing the video up and listening to it again. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> that no, that time. takes a two-hour an an analysis video to just to cover up like all of the mushiness and the weird like <laughs> like the weird like thought process is like oh wait I I gotta record that again or something like that. Yeah, of, of course, of course, Cat would have to pick the uh, really really bad, really weird, really really weird ones first. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah. These were the ones I didn't pick. These were the ones that were good, but slightly not good enough for what I was looking for. Oh, fair enough. Oh. <laughs> That's why we're listening to them first, because they're short. Uh, oh, we're going to be here all week at this, right? <laughs> the other ones, they're all split up into a monologue, but they should, each person has about three minutes. Okay. Cool. Okay. But um, this one, the one we just listened to, actually reminds me of my old YouTube intro. Which was basically, I wanted to save as much time as possible, so I would get all the information out as fast as possible. It would be, hey everybody, can I you work about doing another Minecraft video? <laughs> it was just nothing until I introduced who I was with and what we were doing. And then I was like, okay, let's do it. And then I'd finally breathe. <laughs> so, would you cast this person? Um... No. Like I, 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 I like no. the quality. I like the quality of the microphone. I, I'll give him props for that, uh, and like the quality of the audio itself. But uh, I, sh I don't know. Like if if that was like real, and and they were just like absolutely just like uh, just <laughs> gushing out their their thoughts about while they were reading, I would not cast them for shit. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they just didn't have any care about what it sounded like. They just threw an audition yeah. in and be like, that'll do. And <laughs> just that lack of care and also lack of breath, apparently. I, I just know. I It's just, it's so fast. I didn't understand a single thing they were saying. Also, if they can't stick to one monologue, uh, would they be able to stick to like audition lines? Would they be able to stick to lines? Like, I'm sorry, it's a no. It's a no. <laughs> Well, see, they were provided with three separate, like, parts of a monologue. But you would expect either one person, like, because some people, they picked one part and they're like, okay, I'll do this part for my audition. Other people, they done as much as they could, but they split it up so you could tell the difference between the monologues they were doing. Mm -hmm. This yeah. person just said the entire script before I even made it somehow. <laughs> they, they, wrote, they wrote these monologues for me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this is gonna sound like one of those master like master chef shows where you get the three judges that's gotta accept people and I'm gonna be like Gordon Ramsay, this is an absolute no. Okay. I would I would um, use the colorful language, but not for the not for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Audio three? 
All horrible right. pizza. Let's have a listen. Tab over and prepare to be cringe. Here we go. You never changed. The same way we were in our teens is exactly how you remain. It's like you haven't developed to the next chapter. I evolved. I changed. I moved to the next chapter. I'm married. I have a house and work hard. I always feel like I'm behind the eight ball trying to keep up with you and all the others. And I'm on my own. Working my stupid job. Going to school in debt. It's all on me and some days I feel buried alive. Some days I literally don't want to open my eyes in the morning. Like a zombie. Do you realize that dog sent me to the hospital on two separate occasions? The first time, nearly bit my finger off, and the other time, put a hole in my leg for life. That dog was a little monster. Whenever I'd come by the house, that dog would attack me like its life depended on it. Always out for my blood. You never changed. The same way we were in our teens is exactly how you remain. It's like you haven't developed to the next chapter. I evolved, I changed, I moved to the next chapter, I'm married, have a house, and work hard. I always feel like I'm behind the eight ball trying to keep up with you and all the others, and I'm on my own, working my stupid job, going to school, and debt. It's all on me, and some days I feel buried alive. Some days I literally don't want to open my eyes in the morning. I work do you realize that that dog sent me to the hospital on two separate occasions? Nearly bit my finger off the one time, and the other time put a hole in my leg for life. That dog was a little monster. Whenever I'd come by the house, that dog would attack me like its life depended on it. Always out for my blood. That was Everyone a does. roller coaster. Okay, before anyone says anything, I uh, am going to give Horrible Pizza credit for the WAV file. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. No, there's no excuse. No matter what kind of fucking format that is, <laughs> if you have that little fucking distorted noise in the background, it makes me want to fucking shoot me brain. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh my God. Okay, so uh, I will let the record show that Anima has authorized me henceforth to use any vulgarities <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I can't help myself, man. <laughs> <laughs> I have oh. been restraining myself, but no more. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to quickly mention we are not being mean. Oh no, this this is the whole no, point no, of this. The no, whole no, point no, of this no, is no, to no, be no, honest no. with people. We we can't lie. We are being mean. We're supposed <laughs> to be critical here. We're not being mean word. for the sake of being mean. We're being critical to help people. Exactly. Just That's anyone, exactly what we're doing. Anyone tries to call us out for like, oh my god, you guys are so mean. Mm -hmm. We're trying to help here. Exactly. Yeah, we're being like... honest because nobody else is being honest, so we're being honest. No, it's like if someone this says episode is for us to be honest and critical of these things. Mm -hmm. Anyway, continue. Correct. It's like if anybody says you're you guys were being mean, we're like if anything we're memeing at any extent <laughs> yeah. of it. But but <laughs> but oh my goodness! So I actually liked this guy's delivery. But y'all are gonna laugh when I say this. The guy that did this, whether it's him or it's actually someone who has a similar delivery tone, he made me think of the the guy who does the narration for oh um. The channel on YouTube, it's some bright something or something bright. Um, I can't remember the channel name, but uh, it made me think of that guy who does the dialogue for, uh, or not really the dialogue, but the narration for that. 
That's what it immediately made me think of. I, Bright Side. I, that's who it is. That channel, Bright Side, if you've ever seen it, where he's got like um, 40.8 million subscribers, to be precise. Geez, geez. And he does videos on literally everything. Like... 15 tough oh, riddles that will break oh, your head. No, or, oh, um, yeah, yeah. Why no, abandoned yeah. stairs keep appearing in woods randomly? That kind of weird stuff. Yeah. It's his narration. His He literally sounded like that. Yeah, I um, just went into his there. channel. I just went to his channel and I saw just two seconds of his uh, of the first video that came up. And that sounds the exact same. <laughs> it's the exact same guy. <laughs> the exact same. Well, was, see? Just... You, you see my point. <laughs> <laughs> On the actual audio, first, the noise that was in the background. My mm -hmm. lord. The yeah. thing is, I don't think, I feel like some people might have made synthetic noise, like, hey, I'm just going to put a noise filter over this. But mm -hmm. this, I think, was real because they auditioned for multiple roles and even on their genuine voice actor role, they had this noise. Oh my god. Okay, if I if I I'm... saw this on my casting call page, I no, like the first five seconds I would just reject immediately. Okay, honestly. I'm gonna be brutally honest, okay? Like, okay, so props to them for delivering a WAV file, you know? It's like MP3 or WAV is what we're looking for. So props mm -hmm. for that. I feel like oh god, okay. Also <laughs> the file is like eight point nine megabytes, which is pretty big it, for like... it is it is big. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so I think there was a kind of good delivery with the emotion, disregarding the quality for just a second. The emotion yeah. was definitely, like, kind of there. I feel like mm. it could definitely use some work. I feel like there was some points I was like, mm, what emotion are you trying to get across here? It just seems like they were just saying it and just adding a couple, like, razors and pitch here and there to make it sound like some kind of emotion. It didn't really have a cohesive emotion running mm. through it. But I think with direction they could get there. Yeah, exactly. Which is why I think with some tweaking, oh, yeah. I think it would be it would it would be great. However, <laughs> moving on to the quality, um, as as Anima said perfectly, if if I heard audio like that, first five seconds, I'm sorry, but but no, like yeah. if you're willing to leave that in an audition, it just shows again you're you're careless with it, and for, mm. the fact that it ran for the whole audition as well. Like, there's something wrong with your mic, my friend. Um, <laughs> like, maybe, I, I don't know, but it's a swift no from me. Well, yeah. see, the thing is, it could be a few things. It could be noise that's in the background of, like, their computer or something. It could it be something like to do though. with... It could be something to do with how their microphone is plugged in. Hmm. If it's, like, not in correctly, it might make noise because it's struggling to stay connected. Mm -hmm. mm. It could be something with the actual program the way it's picking up their audio. So mm. it could be a few things, but if your audio sounds like this, I recommend, for one, trying noise reduction, seeing if it is something like, and by noise reduction, I mean either in software or, you know, padding around your room, mm -hmm. like a, mm. a blanket over your head, I seeing if it is something most, coming from your environment. Sorry, I think the most important is like, uh, for that, it sounds more like that's an actual physical technical issue. So I yeah. would recommend just absolutely double, triple, four times check uh, all of your equipment to see if there's anything that would be distort that and then test, do some test recordings afterwards and see if you find that mm -hmm. in, in the background. It just shows that they haven't like listened back to that audition and heard those noises and gone, okay, wait, yeah. maybe I need to fix something. They just recorded it, sent it over. And the fact that they've done it for multiple auditions as well shows that they're just not 
listening to their auditions back. Yeah, and if they yeah. have rec- if they have like looked back on the recording and sent it anyway, then they are serial killers. I'm telling you, they're serial killers. <laughs> I did say noise was allowed. I did say that on the audition, but specifically for the genuine audition, which this isn't the one they sent for the genuine, I don't think. It might be actually. But on the genuine audition part, I did say do whatever noise treatment you normally do. So this is implying that they do absolutely zero noise treatment to this type of audio, Mm -hmm. which would Mm -hmm. be a problem for most casting directors Mm -hmm. unless they were able to do it themselves. Yeah, well, and personally, this is just me, just because I like manipulating audio in video files. If someone ever sends me audio that's got some noise floor in it like that, if I can just run noise reduction on it in Audacity and it cleans it up, I'm going to be like, I, I could care less and I'll, I'll run with it. Um, in fact, when I record audio for myself, I first run noise reduction on it, regardless of whether there is one or not. I just run it. And then I also run normalization on it so that it sort of makes everything more in keeping. So there's no highs, like extremely highs and lows in the recording quality um but type of sound that can be fixed with noise reduction that's that's yeah well that's why i was gonna also clarify it with i did have one guy that did some audio for me and he in his room he that's where the um heat pump oh there was some sort of part of the heat pump was in his room and it came on while he was recording and it sounded like one of those big ass fans running in the background. And so it was, it sounded like he had a jet engine running in the background. And so he sent the recording to me and I listened to it. And I was like, good grief, this is awful. And so I ran noise reduction on it and it cleaned it up, but the cl- the quality was horrible. So I s- had to message him back and say, hey, you're gonna have to send me a version without this in there. So yes, if it's something really bad, especially if I hear a dog barking in the background, unless the dog barks during the pauses mm. and I can just zero out that section of the waveform, I mean, I can't do anything with that. So if it's just a simple wave uh, or noise floor that's pretty stable to an extent that I can grab just a section of it and tell it to apply all and clean that up, I'm not going to... I'm not going to disqualify an application based on, or yeah, submission based on that. But if it's a lot of noise or there's a lot of different things going on, sounds like your uh, little brother's in there banging around on the pots and pans. No, no, I can't work with that. I mean, it happened in the, um, the emotions and character type episode and me and the guest who was there, Jesse, both chose to just ignore it. Like, my dog was barking, having a field day, and we both kind of was like, nah, nope, it's not there. Ah, Jesse Love. Yeah. So, being you've already answered this, yeah. Daniel Anima, yes mm-hmm. or no, would you cast them? What do you think I am? <laughs> Answer the question. What, what do you think? No, of course not. No, they say no red herrings. Answer the question. <laughs> All right. No. Ma- no. <laughs> All right. No, that was actually not my answer. Um, if I was going for a guy who I needed the dial or the um the narration to sound like Brightside, 
perhaps yeah. perhaps yeah. i would go mm-hmm. for that um i usually don't have a need for a narrative role so unless they could diversify and sound a little different if they could get into an actual character and not mm-hmm. sound like you're narrating anything i could work with that because the the taking away the noise floor the quality was very good on it in my opinion and if someone sent me that and everything else was fine that just had that noise floor like i said earlier i can cut that out no problem whatsoever and as long as the audio after i clean it up doesn't have a an electronic sound to it or you've stripped part of it out no that's perfect perfectly fine i can work with that so it would my answer would all be contingent on can they be coached into doing a different delivery than an narrative one if the answer to that is yes they can change their delivery then yes i would cast them if the answer is no naturally i would have to pass and move on to the next applicant everyone celebrate we finally got our first yes Woo! yeah <laughs> okay let's move right along because we've spent a long time yeah. on things that aren't even the model <laughs> it's oh, gonna be a long episode um Audio four, Izuka. Right. Okay, tell us. The rise narrow, and I wait for the most magnificent moment of all. At least I hope for it to occur. That moment when I... Okay, never mind. That moment when a, stra- uh, when a random stranger starts to bond with a random book. Like destiny. Like a pair of soulmates coming together for the first time. And there it is. Fucking fly! Get the fuck out of here! Fucking speedy shit. Yeah. Um, where was I? Like a pair of soulmates coming together for the first time. And there it is, captured. Okay, next one. Staring at the walls in this room. Wondering how I can possibly work up the strength to somehow rise past the. Wondering how can how I can po- wondering how I can possibly work up the strength to somehow rise past the latest heartbreak, and it's in those moments, moments of complete loss, when I know how much I love our son. When did our when I know how much I love our son? When the fuck did our son get introduced? Okay. Um, I was just waiting to die, but when we met, it was like witnessing. What? It was like witnessing. How? Oh, okay. It was like witnessing. How can I say this? It was like I was deliberately placed on a different, in a different storyline, and I was transitioning into playing a new character, and it felt good. It felt right. I don't, and I don't know. Felt like destiny, you know? You're my destiny. Fuck! Alright, let me redo that. It felt right, and I don't know. Felt like my destiny. You, you're my destiny. Okay, I think that's okay. <laughs> In the beninging. <laughs> Did you guys think they got the fly? Oh my goodness me. That was amazing. Okay. For the record, for the record, that is one minute and 59 seconds of my life I will never get back. <laughs> but it was worth it, though. 
There was a story. I just made my week. <laughs> that is absolutely amazing. I love that so much. There was conflict. They had to come over. They had to overcome the fly. They exactly. There was a whole story in that. <laughs> Fuck the monologue. This was what yes. I wanted. Exactly. There was a whole story in itself. <laughs> oh my god. To, okay. to me, oh my goodness. So despite I'm... the comedic, the comedic appealing <laughs> aspect of this application after the first 30 seconds i would have stopped the recording and been like my guy what the fuck why did you submit this <laughs> did you not realize even without reviewing the recording after you were done at what point during the recording would you have come to the realization this is bullshit. I cannot submit this. Jesus. I, oh my God. Okay. I've got to give props to the guy. The quality was really nice. Um, I really like the quality. And it was it an MP3, yeah. which is easy for us to work with. The file size is nice. Everything mm -hmm. about it's fine. But, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if, okay, just, just, just putting it out there. If you make a mistake in your audition, please either redo it or cut it out. Don't leave it mm -hmm. in. You know, you have time, especially when the audition was like two minutes. You can go back and redo that. I'm very glad you got a laugh out of me. That was very comedic and I'm very oh. happy. But I'm, I, you see, the thing is, also the delivery for the monologue wasn't, I, they were talking about destiny, you know? They were like really talking about how much they deeply love someone. He's like, oh, I, I deeply love fuck. And he's like, I'm just like, no, mate. Come on. So and it felt similar to, I believe it was Memes and Dreams, where it started emotionless and they slowly got more into it. But yeah. unlike Memes and Dreams, they still failed to get fully into it. By the end, they were still, you know, swearing and mm -hmm. it seemed they haven't read through the script they were like oh wait when was the sun introduced and they were they didn't they seem no yeah they seemed uh, extremely distracted which i mean yeah mm. the fly makes if sense fly but, yeah. um they should probably do it at a time where they're not so distracted <laughs> just take the fly out of your room duh yeah it seemed like he was progressively getting like more annoyed and irritated <laughs> <laughs> like he was emotional at first but then he got a little bit more annoyed by the all the distractions this kind of makes me think of that old like sort of i don't remember how don't know how you would ex describe it other than like a programmed gif or an interactive gif i don't know if you guys ever saw it it was a few years back when it went viral and it was like a, a it was a picture of a person staring back at you and it was like your cursor, your mouse cursor was a map, was a, a fly. And whenever you would put the mouse cursor closer to them, their eyes would start staring at it. And if you landed your cursor on their face, they would knock it away with their hand. And it was just the amusement of thing of harassing the person with your mouse cursor. That was kind of like what was happening with this person <laughs> where the, the fly, it was like the mouse and the elephant where this little creature is just driving this person up the wall. <laughs> Oh, I hate flies so much. I had two in my room last night. Mm. Oh, I hate as long as they're not those big old horse flies that sound like a, a darn jet engine when they fly, I'm fine. Oh, yeah, they're, they're not, but there was also a moth in here. So there was two flies and a moth. 
And what's wrong with a moth? <laughs> I don't mind bugs as long as they're not in my room where I sleep and where I eat most of the time, <laughs> where I work. My mom gets mad at me when I won't clean the jumping spiders off my windowsill. <laughs> <laughs> and no, they're not dead, they're living. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Daniel, are you okay? I am very much sane. How are you? That's not what I asked. <laughs> I don't know if I'm sane. <laughs> no, I am completely fine. Like, have you not seen the pictures that I post in the Casting Call Club Discord? No. I am not, anyway, I am not. I am not scared. I pick up spiders. I play with jumping spiders. I picked up a dead dragonfly in the store or in my place of work the other day. I mean. Uh Stop flexing your no fear to things, and that's the, the audio. And the <laughs> yes. Um, How was the actual acting? What act, acting wise? Oh my. Um, yeah. If we were yeah. if if, not, if not, we were going for the comedy vibe, yes. If it's supposed to be a guy that's like, like if the guy's supposed to be working on a certain task and he's being harassed by something, yes, this guy's got it down. Pat, just he's he's got it down. But yeah. for this situation, um, unless the mistakes are supposed to be there, that's just glaring at me. Mm -hmm. It's it's hard for me to look past that and see anything else. Now, yes, was his delivery monotonous? His delivery was not overly emotional, but it, it wasn't under-emotional. To me, it was not as monotonous as memes and dreams, in my opinion. Um, but it was very distracting because especially there were points he, he was when he was sort of like talking to himself and it got so low, I couldn't half understand what he was saying. I had my volume cranked up all the way to the maximum and I couldn't even understand what he was saying. So when that happens, I get a little annoyed. And to Bean's point, clean your audio up. This is two mm -hmm. minutes, including all the mess ups. You have a maximum of three minutes. So it doesn't mean that you have to record straight through and you can't exceed three minutes. Mm. Because if you record clean up mess ups, re-record, as long as it fits within that three minutes, the casting director is not going to tell whether you have pieced this together or you're just amazing at delivery and you've got it all perfectly through in one recording session. I do that all the time. If I'm recording something and I say like the first half of the line weird and then there's like a pause and I do the next part like well i will redo the first part and splice them together as long as it sounds natural yeah it's not that difficult to yeah and, to put and like uh, and to put things there. yeah and those who are like actually editing this they don't mind uh, like spicing it up and, and and putting it like that so they'll use yeah, whatever takes is... are the best you can mm. just cut out all the the spaces of like you know that really long pause we had near the beginning yeah we're being absolutely lost or men. <laughs> <laughs> um, that I would cut out. I don't see why that's in there. <laughs> I I feel like you could have you could have cut that out because mm -hmm. normally when I do like auditions, I leave that space for me 
would be for my ro- noise reduction. I would grab the noise from there, apply it, and then cut that out. Mm-hmm. It seems like they did that and then forgot to cut it out, and maybe even forgot to apply the noise reduction. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I gotta go with a uh, swift, uh, a swift no for this one. I'm sorry. <laughs> I would, I would cast them for the for the comedic purposes. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. But but for like, if I were to have a serious casting call, nada. My my response would be a no. Um, there's things I like, things I don't like, and I think in this case, the pros and cons, the cons outweigh the pros mm-hmm. of this because even though it's comedic. I don't if I'm trying I'm still trying to figure out where it was the comedic air on purpose or is it just our weird sense of humor that we find this funny well I can tell um, you um what they said in the description if you'd like because oh, they, like they did sure if you want to share they did mention that they actually had a fly in their room but they accentuated it for like they um exaggerated it for comedic purposes so uh-huh. it was intentional comedy it just didn't fit the audition mm-hmm. right. so okay so yeah kudos for the uh the comedic part so it does prove if you have that background knowledge that they can't execute comedy well mm-hmm. now did they execute did they yes, fit yes. their delivery to the implied specifications of the monologues no they did not. And then to me, the fact that you wouldn't clean up, that's, I know I keep coming back to that. I'm beating a dead horse, but it's to me the most glaring flaw in this entire submission is clean up, re record, clean out the, the trap, the crap, the trash, and give a final, give, make the final product something that you as a casting director would want. If you would not accept this in the form that it's in, more than likely who you're submitting it to would not accept it in that form. Yeah. Okay. So mine is a resounding no. We have one audio left and then 15 monologues. So we're getting there. <laughs> but, um, oh boy. Before we move on to the fifth audio, I would just like to quickly say that if your audio sounds like these, Try take our advice. Listen to what we're saying, and if you can apply it, please try to. Because we, yes, we're not all casting directors, but the fact that we all have very similar opinions should kind of show to you that most people would have a similar opinion. Mm-hmm. Most people in our position, anyway. Other like actors themselves might think differently from people casting for projects like this. But yeah, audio five soggy Oreos. Let's go. Um, I, I first, I'm sorry. I first have to ask: Did they leave their Oreos soaking in their glass of milk? <laughs> like, <laughs> why do you let your Oreos get soggy? Just, just take them out. <laughs> All right. You stayed the same. I evolved. You never changed. The same way we were in our teens is exactly how you remain. It's like you haven't developed in the next chapter. I evolved. I changed. I move to the next chapter. I'm married, have a house, and work hard. I have commitments. Do you understand? I study them. People. Get a glimpse of their thoughts. When I see them looking at all the covers of books, watch their minds turn and then it happens, 
like a light going on in the dark, and they reach for it, hold the book in their hands, feel its texture, the weight, its shape. They might read the back first or the introduction, or my favorite, the select few who turn to a random page and start reading. Their eyes narrow, and I wait for the most magnificent moment of all, at least I hope for it to occur, that moment when a random stranger starts to bond with a random book, like Destiny. So much time invested into that boy. Listen to me. Jacob is a grown man, isn't he? I have dreams. So many dreams of how I wish to be. The more I make the effort to capture those dreams, the more I seem to lose my grasp of it. I sometimes work myself up to the point of excitement, and I'm free and happy and live in my own fantasy world of how my relationship can be with my one and only son, and I fool myself into thinking it's real, until the bubble gets popped and reality sets in and I'm back where I started. Um, well, <clears throat> well, first, uh, first off, why was this not louder? Yeah, that was so quiet. That's like once again, one, yeah. once again, I've got my internal system cranked up to 100. I've got the internal system for Google Drive cranked up to 100. And I'm still having to pay very, very close attention to mm -hmm. what they're saying to make sure that I'm, I don't miss anything. Now, yeah, I was able to the mic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was. Quiet. Yeah, I was able to follow the delivery closely enough that I was able to keep up perfectly with where they were. Now, what I didn't exactly like, now, Grant, I don't know how Cat had, or how much of these monologues Cat had actually listed in what they were reading, but it did seem like they didn't finish one monologue section before they skipped to the next one. Yeah, there were so that, the, um, excerpts. I didn't want to put too much Okay, in. all right, all right. So, okay, so that's not something I can bring up then. But yes, there, there was enough pausing between the two i was able to figure out when one started and one ended mm -hmm. um inflection wise going back to the first one which was hang on a minute come back here um where oh number four there it is so few pages and i can't find something okay so number four when he's talking about him evolving and changing as he grows up versus this other person change not really changing from his childhood days that one there was some emotion there and some of it some of it sort of fit some of it didn't like the part where he said or asked do you understand there was emotion there but i don't my perception like yeah i don't think it fit because what his was kind of like was more matter of fact um mine would to me it's not just a simple question do you understand like do you understand what i just said like you're giving someone instructions it's more of are you comprehending the brevity of what's being discussed like I changed, I moved to the next chapter, I'm married, have a house and I work hard and I have commitments. Do you understand? Yeah, I feel like it would be a bit heavier than just the, do you understand? It would, yeah, be like, it would have weight to it. It would be, are you understanding that I've moved on 
I'm I'm different now. I have things. It's kind of like there's a sense of disbelief that you're that whoever this is, they're having to ask these questions of do you not get this? So yeah, even though there was emotion, once again, it didn't fit properly. Mm. I I don't want to ramble on too long because, you know, cautious of time. But uh, I just kind of felt like there wasn't too much emotion behind it. It felt like he was just reading it, like, without any emotion. It was kind of just like reading. I know it is reading a script, but I mean, like, he didn't think about the context behind it from what it sounded like. He was just saying it as he was reading it. He didn't... It was reading, not acting. Yeah, exactly. He w- he didn't go through it prior. He didn't think about it in his head. He didn't look up the context. He just read it and was like, okay, that's okay. Like, every single line had a different context and a different emotion to it. And it was like, you're not just reading this. You have to act it as a full monologue rather than just sentence by sentence. Hmm. Correct. The things you have to consider as an actor is, who is the character? And what happened before this scene? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you need to consider, like, why am I talking to this person? Why am I saying these things? And how am I saying them? It also helps to, like, uh, know what your character wants in, within that scene. Yeah. So that, like, over what that person is trying to, uh, to uh, accomplish within that scene. It it goes all the way back to context. One of the mm. one of the the biggest things or easiest ways to annoy me is I know some people do it under the guise of not wanting to give spoilers even to their own cast members, but when someone just sends me these are your lines and there's no there's nothing all I see are what what I'm supposed to be saying, and they give me no background or a scenario for what's going on. I'm like, other than if they provide the punctuation like exclamation marks and so forth, you don't know what the proper delivery is. Mm-hmm. Now I know that's not the same yeah. case in this instance, it's, but it's just so heavy of you have to know what's going on currently to properly execute what's going on. But to me, which I guess perhaps all of these are coming from the same sphere of what the submissions were supposed to be like, but to me, they've all been kind of the same deal where some of them has, have made us laugh. Some of them, we've been able to find some good aspects of them, but they're all kind of like overall, except for the one, I wouldn't cast any of these people. Hmm. And, and neither did I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah. I, for anyone who's wondering, I... I didn't cast these people for the specific roles on the casting call, but I did reach out and say, hey, I like this. This would be a good example of something. Can I use this? And the ones we're seeing, they said yes. I did ask a few other people, but they didn't respond. So that's why they're not here. Hmm. I think that, uh, I think for me, it's going to be a no. (laughs) Um, But just for the pure fact that it was just reading, there was no acting there. So... Yeah, no, I totally agree on that, actually. Like, 110%. Like, that was... I couldn't have said it better myself. So I would go also go with no. And from me, a no. 